At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. It is a numbers game. Good Monday morning to you, Gil Alexander and my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. It's guessing lines for week three in the National Football League. Uh, Jeff Parlay, producer number eight here as well. Glad you could join us. Uh, if you're new to Monday mornings here during the fall, it's all about guessing lines. It's a tribute to the old Stardust show where we take a, uh, a stab at what the lines ought to be. I've been in a cocoon since yesterday. And then, Chrissy, you tell us what they will be here after the show. Exactly. As soon as the show's over, yeah, we'll post them, and you can come in and bet them. Let's start with the question that I always ask. The one question that I'll ask of you at the top of every show, you did well yesterday as a book? We did okay. Not great. We did okay. Uh, If we go back through the weekend, Thursday was great. Mm -hmm. Your Washington football team uh, was good. Although I wish I'd have missed that last field goal. But nonetheless, Thursday was great. Friday was nothing pretty much. Saturday was good. Again, not great, but good. And yesterday, good, not great. And if if Kansas City wins but doesn't cover, much better. I think it would have been much better, yes. Yeah. All right, so many themes to get to because there's so many games to get to that we don't even have time for for much small talk. But uh, just a random thoughts: no one misses field goals in the National Football League. Uh, referees still not in regular season form. This this extends back to Thursday night with a J.D. McKissick play. We'll do this one by one when we get to them game by game because we'll look back on every game yesterday. Um, coaching Michigas. We'll talk about that because there's a lot of strange coaching non-decisions that were made that you just you just shake your head. You're like, what am I watching? And then from a from a betting standpoint, I want to say the, the quirkiest thing from this past weekend was that if you one of the things we do on primetime action is Friday night, we pride ourselves because we get into all the final injury reports going into the weekend. And it's also a contest, like wait until the very end. You don't know about COVID, you don't know about injuries, gotta wait before Saturday. So if to me this week the biggest betting thing that happened pre-flop was that if you waited for the final injury reports, it almost screwed you more than helped you. 
Because the teams that were decimated, the Ravens, Colts, Vikings, Niners, they all ended up covering. Sure. Every yeah. one of them that had the worst of the injury reports ended up covering. So if you made your picks on Friday, you were a Friday morning or Thursday, you were almost better off. Well, it's funny that you mentioned those games. I think we won every one of those yeah. games pretty much because it went against the you know the, the steam came in on you know based a lot on the injury reports. You know, so those were uh, it, this. It's a crazy league. It, it is. really is. It is. And I wore my NFL shirt. Can you see it? Yeah, you're protecting the shield today. I got my NFL shirt today. So because I can't think of one team, I didn't want to wear my Steelers <laughs> shirt. But uh, so NFL, in honor of them. I was on Jacksonville radio this morning. I was like, okay, how hard should I go in on Trevor Lawrence? They never gave me a chance, by the way. They just wanted different questions. All right, let's get into it, Chris, because we don't have Thursday night, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Parlay, everybody. Good morning, guys. Good morning. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's always fun to talk NFL football on it Monday, is. regardless of regardless. how it may have went yesterday. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let, let's start with Thursday night, Carolina 2-0, and Houston Texans 1-1. One and Carolina, one of only seven 2-0 and teams. After week two, there will be seven 2-0s, and seven 0-2s, and, and 18 1-1s, and to your point. Uh, Carolina wins Darnold 26 of 38 for 305. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Christian McCaffrey always filling up a stat sheet, 24 of 72 on the ground with a touchdown, five catches, 65 yards. DJ Moore, eight catches, 79 yards in a touchdown. That, of course, uh, in Carolina's victory yesterday over the Panthers, 26 to 7 as three-point dogs. So Carolina taking on Houston. Now, here's the thing with Houston. Terod Taylor leaving the game Yesterday against the Browns, technically in the third quarter, though really it was his touchdown run in the second quarter where he pulled up lame. If you remember, he wasn't very jubilant when he scored to put the uh, Texans up over the Browns 14-7. to Well, he had pulled a hammy. He was 10 of 11 to that point for 125 yards, touchdown, no picks, no sacks. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Browns tied it up at 14-14 to subsequent to that, but he never came out. For the, th- for the second half in this game, and it was Davis Mills the rest of the way, Gerard Taylor has already been ruled out for this game, this Thursday night game. He's already been ruled out. It appears to be Davis Mills, though uh, David Cully, when asked whether there was a chance that Deshaun Watson, who's on the Texans' 53-man roster, uh, but was inactive for Houston's first two games, would play on Thursday, Cully said, quote, we'll have to see, unquote. Watson, of course, requested a trade in January, facing accusations of sexual assault and inappropriate behavior in 22 active civil lawsuits. Earlier this year, he said he had played his last snap for the Texans, immediately prompting those trade rumors to emerge. Mills was 8 of 18 for 105, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Brandon Cooks, 9 for 78 and a touchdown, 9 penalties for 80 yards. Uh, And David Culley, one more thing about this game. David Culley, Houston, (laughs) I have to point this out. Houston had, let's start with the coaching Michigas, everybody. Houston had a third and 15 in this game. They get 14 yards to the 49-yard line. The Browns lined up off sides. So his options at that point for David Culley are, all right, decline the penalty, you got fourth and one, or um, take it, you got third and 10. So he declines it, so it's fourth and one, and then he punts. <laughs> What is going on? What is happening? I have no idea what I'm watching. Anyway, uh, with with Davis Mills, the presumptive quarterback here, I would say Carolina minus six and a half. Okay, who's playing bingo out there? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I like your number better. Uh, okay, there's one. Uh, well, my my power rating with Tyrod Taylor, you know, who I I didn't know what he was going to do. By the way, I think he's a little better than what we oh, assumed to be for sure. You know, yeah. Came to exactly seven and a half. Carolina seven and a half. 
that's the number I see everywhere. Little juice back and forth, but seven and a half is the number. That's what my power ratings came to, like I said, with Taylor. Without him, I think you got to like the dog. Now, one more thing. What, you know, I'm not a big trend guy. Matter of fact, I hate 99% of them. The one I do like, you go from a home, home dog to a road favorite. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. And uh, I like a lot of stuff about Carolina, their coaching staff. I like the way, you know, Darnold's proving that he probably was worth a number, uh, you know, a first-round draft choice And now that he's gotten good coaching. So the number seven and a half, that's what I'm going to open it because I don't want to fool with it because we do everything at 11 and 10. I'm going to keep my eyes on this one. If it starts dropping, I definitely will drop it. But, uh, you know, matter of fact, even while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to open it seven. What the hell? There you it know, is. So I, I love you making decisions right here. On well, this yeah, so yeah. you got to make them sometimes. Yeah. So what can I tell you? You know, I've decided right now. But I think seven really is a better number, and uh, that's what I'm going to open. But look, it, of all the trends, keep that one in mind. You go from a home dog to a road favorite. It's usually an overinflated price. If Terod Taylor stays in that game, by the way, Terod Taylor, uh, one of the you know, has this amazing record of not coughing up the football, either mm-hmm. by fumble or by interception. For a guy who has, you know, talking about a minimum number of snaps, he's right up there in the top in the history of the league. If he stays in that game yesterday, they might just upset the Cleveland Browns. They're right in it. Yeah. They're right in it. I, like I said, I, I'm watching this kid, and he gets you know, zero credit. Probably a lot of guys would rate him the thirty-two, the 32nd best starting right. quarterback. He's better than that. He, oh, he's not bad. For sure. And even going into the season, he was better than that. Like, I, I, people have strange things with certain guys. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick elicits Snickers. Really? Really? He's, like, one of your worst quarterbacks? I mean, it's so funny how people sort of pigeonhole guys. All right, so seven is how I'm going to open seven. Okay. You can find seven and a half pretty much everywhere in the world, but we're going to open seven and take a bet. You think Deshaun's going to actually show for this? I don't think so. I think David's going to. Yeah. I can't answer that one. I don't know. David Cully, what are you doing? Uh, analytics. Analytics. What's the next one, Jeff? Sunday morning. First one. Cardinals and Jaguars. Cardinals and Jaguars. Um, okay. Arizona's one of the two and O's. As they survive, a Greg Joseph missed 37-yard field goal to win, uh, but they do not cover against Minnesota yesterday. They win it 34 to 33, failed to cover the four-point spread. They're at Jacksonville. Um Okay, Arizona, Kyler Murray, 29 of 36 for 400 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, was sacked three times, but five carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. He's just sensational to watch. He's just so awesome. Even though, even the fact that he made some mistakes, though. But Rondale Moore, seven catches for 114 yards and a touchdown, including one great 18-yard pickup off a pass yesterday towards the end of the first half, which allowed Matt Prater to get in 62-yard field goal range, which he drilled, and that ends up being the difference of a win or loss in this game. 475 total yards for Arizona. They were minus two in turnovers in that game uh, and still managed to win. Jacksonville, uh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, uh, he may not be it, man. 14 of 33 for 118 yards. One touchdown, two picks, sacked once, 118 yards. Jacksonville only had 189 total yards. They were minus two in turnovers in their loss to Denver, uh, in which they were out time of possession, if you will, 38-52 to 2108. I said Arizona minus 10 and a half on the road. <laughs> My high? You're high. I'm not going to say I like your number better, but I might. So it might be two for two. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a blanket seven. I see. Ooh. 
Because he won seven and a half with big juice on the dog. Seven. Uh, my power ratings come to nine and a half. Now, Urban Meyer, there's already rumors about him leaving. I hear a lot of, you, know, you don't know the scuttlebutt, you yeah. know, but sounds like a lot of guys on Jacksonville are not very happy and content with Urban. He's still thinking he's a college coach. Uh, during the break, I'll tell you a guy who told me he would be a miserable failure in in the NFL. I have no reason to doubt this guy, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I you know questioned it naturally. But then, as the more I see, the more I think he's probably right. Uh, anyway, it's seven and a half uh, or seven. Once again, I'm going to open seven and a half and take a bet. Uh, you know, uh, I yeah, I'm still not all in on the Cardinals. I, you know, I've had my questions about Kyler Murray. I still think he looks like he's thrown out of a well sometimes, you know, <laughs> don't like the coach. They really should have blown that game yesterday. They, they yeah. should have lost that game. The guy missed what a 27 yard field goal or something. Uh, but, uh, you know, but I really don't like Jacksonville at all. Oh. I don't like, and I said it last week on the show, are we that sure Trevor Lawrence is the guy they're comparing him to Andrew Luck. I and said I, it all off season. There's no chance he's as good as Andrew Luck. No chance at all. And of course, they lose to uh, Denver twenty-three to thirteen, but that was cosmetic. Long it was cosmetic. They yeah. were never. They never had a chance to win that game. Long never. kickoff return for a touchdown made that score closer than it was. We'll come back more NFL Week Three guessing lines with Chrissy on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Ace DiCardano guessing lines with Gil and Chrissy about to start. Must listen stuff every week. FYI, uh, they were two and two when off opening market in agreement in week one. Mike Carignani, uh, hope I'm pronouncing that correct, Mike. Urban Meyer lost 32 games in 17 years with four different college programs. If he sticks around for two years, he might lose that many games in the NFL. Welcome to the big time. And 64 Dragon. Uh, at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Gil, you you nailed it with the injury report thing. I talked myself out of Raiders and Colts because of injury report stuff. If I just stuck with my original reads, I would have had a winning week two. I really think that's the biggest betting note of week two. The injury reports screwed you, which is the exact opposite of how it's supposed yeah, to work. Yeah, I, I think it's an aberration myself. I do, too. You know, I do but, too. but it that it is a fact. Yeah. Though, but. Last thing about Jacksonville for the from the uh, previous segment. Do you think, you know how in last year in Survivor, it was the Jets that were the pick-on team? Mm-hmm. Is it the Jaguars this year, you think? I'm going to pass that information on to some people. <laughs> maybe. Oh, I should keep my, maybe I should keep my mouth shut. All By right. the way, yeah. Urban Meyer, I, I don't know if he's heading back to college, you know, but listen, if he's going to ruin his reputation, it's, he's a mercenary. We all know that. If yeah. he goes to USC or wherever, it's, it's not going to hurt his reputation. We already know it about him. Yeah, we do. Jeff, what's next? Sunday morning. Sunday morning. It is the AFC South battle of Indianapolis at Tennessee. Indianapolis at Tennessee. The Colts, and by the way, the other big theme of yesterday was quarterback bloodbath, which you talked about with Terod Taylor. Um, Carson Wentz ends up leaving the game against the Rams yesterday really late. He didn't play their last two possessions with an ankle injury, which we're going to find out more about today. So that's the other thing. Got oft injured quarterbacks injured once again. Rams won that, but the Colts covered, by the way, 27-24. But, you know, it could have been different for the Colts. First and goal at the one in the first quarter. Goal line stand by the Rams. That ended with a sack. Second quarter, first and goal for the Colts at the 10. That ends in a pick on a third down shovel pass. By the way, Carson Wentz does too much of that. The flailing shovel pass. Yeah. It's like, stop with that. 
Wentz hurt late, as I, me- as I mentioned, missed the last two possessions with the ankle injury. He ended up 20 of 31 for 245, one touchdown, one pick, three sacks. He's lost six straight starts, if you go back to previous Carson Wentz administrations. Uh, Easton in relief was two of five for 25. He threw the one pick Jalen Ramsey. Pittman Jr. was there, uh, was uh, Wentz's big uh, target, eight for 106. Uh, so the Colts are 0-2 after losing to Seattle and then the Rams. And then they have the Carson Wentz question. Tennessee, who they are traveling to play here, Tennessee with probably the most dramatic win of yesterday with the exception of the Ravens last night, certainly the one uh, daytime most dramatic win. Ryan Tannehill, 27 of 40 at Seattle as the Titans beat the Seahawks 33 to 30, scoring the last 17 points of that ballgame. Tannehill, 27 of 40 for 347, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times, four of 27 on the ground. Derrick Henry, it was the Derrick Henry show. He finished 35 for 182, 35 carries for 182 yards, three touchdowns. I should probably say that most of it happened after halftime. He was 22 for 147 in all three of those touchdowns in the second half and overtime. Oh, he also caught six passes for 55 yards. Julio Jones, nice game, six catches for 128. Um, and a touchdown, by the way, that how was that not a touchdown? That was another one. How was that not a touchdown? I, I, don't, I, I don't know what I'm watching. Uh, 31 to 16 advantage in first downs for the Titans, though that's a little cosmetic because the Seahawks had two huge touchdown plays. 532 total yards for the Titans. That's the most of any team thus far this year. 212 on the ground. And again, a time of possession advantage of 47-17 to 22-43, which is somewhat meaningless because of the two long Seattle touchdowns, but not entirely meaningless with that Henry. 47-17 to 22-43 with the overtime. As I mentioned, they scored the final 17 points, ending with a Bullock 36-yard field goal, game-winning field goal in overtime. That <clears throat> should have never happened because Russell Wilson, there was a safety that was, oh, I, I don't understand. How can they not call that a safety? How many things have I already mentioned on the show? Where I don't understand what yeah, the refs we're, are we're looking at. We're only on game three. Yeah. So anyway, Tennessee wins, and what a, what a huge win for them, obviously. Uh, Indy at Tennessee, it's got to be more than three. I'll say Tennessee minus three and a half. Well, that's what my numbers come to with a healthy Carson Wentz. But we don't know. I don't know. So right now I'm seeing mostly four and a half and five. A couple places don't have it up. I'm going to debate whether to put it up. Um, I probably put it up five. We're kind of in a dead zone there, four and a half, five. We'll say this, though. I follow a couple guys uh, from Indianapolis sports writers. They really liked Eason. They liked him. They, mm-hmm. And if you look at his uh, career in college, he had kind of a checkered career, wound up. I think he started at Georgia, wound up at Washington. I think he was one of the top-rated quarterbacks coming out of high school. Like I said, things didn't quite work out for him. But these guys really liked him a lot. As a matter of fact, one guy in particular was pounding the drum that he should beat out Carson Wentz. Really? Yeah. But he didn't He didn't play well yesterday. But, you know, it's, well, you know, I yeah. mean, I don't know what we take out of that. But, I mean, could this be a uh, Wally Pip situation? You know, I don't know. But I think that's worth watching. If if Wentz doesn't play and a guy's 0 for his last six, Mm -hmm. I know another guy. Again, I don't want to say his name because he's like a nationally known guy. We follow each other on Twitter. He tweeted me last year. He said, this guy's terrible. He goes, I I, I don't know what the Colts are doing signing him. He's terrible. Talk about Wentz. Wentz, yeah. So, I mean, uh, this could be a golden opportunity for Easton. But anyway, I'll, I'll probably put it up just because I do like him. But I think I'll probably use, I'm debating four and a half and five, probably five. Yeah, the Wentz thing was interesting because we didn't really see where the ankle injury was. 
he knew it was enough to keep him out of the game. He knew his body enough to know that it kept him out of his game. But he was on the sidelines chilling, watching. Yeah. Well, I saw a replay of it this morning. Oh, and you it did. looks pretty bad. Oh, yeah. you did. I, I, I mean, see. well, it it looks like it should have been pretty bad. I mean, you know, oh. I don't know how typed up he was or whatever. I, loose, didn't, you know. I did miss the replay. I, I, did, yeah. I saw it this morning. It looks like it could be pretty bad. Yeah. Did they show it during the game yesterday? I don't think so. I remember seeing it during yeah. the game, but I had a lot of stuff yeah. going on. I might have missed it. Okay. Uh, what's next, Jeffrey? One last thing there. It was not a. Four, it was not. It was not a good-looking injury from the replay I saw. So, did you okay. see it during the game or this morning? I saw it on on Twitter afterwards. Uh, I, Twitter I, afterwards. Again, there's yeah. nine games going at once. You're going to miss Yeesh. some things. Yeah. Across the board. For sure. Uh, how about the Baltimore Ravens uh, on the road at the Detroit Lions here? <laughs> uh, did you happen to see that Baltimore win last night? Good God. <laughs> did they play? Yeah. The game of the week, thirty-six to thirty-five. The Ravens. Beat the Chiefs outright. Lamar Jackson, 18 of 26 for 239. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked once. 16 carries for 107 and two touchdowns. It was basically like, Lamar, you do what you do. Go. Uh, Marquise Brown, six catches for 113 and a touchdown. The Ravens were 6 of 11 on third down. 1 of 1 on fourth down. The biggest single play of the game. We'll get to that. But 481 total yards. 251 on the ground for the Ravens. The Chiefs were up 35 to 24 was third and 12 at the KC 49 with 209 left in the third quarter. That was the high water mark of the Chiefs in this ball game. Up 11, 209 left in the third quarter, ball at their own 49 and then Patrick Mahomes threw his first September pick ever. Wow, that's right. I didn't realize that. First September pick ever in his career. Remember it was like 35 touchdowns, no picks going into this game. Tavon Young picks it off. Which eventually led to a Baltimore touchdown to make it 35 to 30. But can we just say, if we're going to criticize Carson Wentz, that's about the worst pass and decision of Mahomes' career right there. That was that was terrible. Um, after a KC punt, by the way, 14 play, 68 yard drive that took eight minutes and two seconds off the clock in the fourth quarter. That put Baltimore up 36 to 35. And then on the final drive, second and three, not the final drive final drive for Kansas City. Second and three at the Baltimore, 32 with 126 left. Edwards, a lair stripped by Odafe Owe. Owe recovers. And then the the Ravens, four plays, fourth and one being the fourth at their own 43 with 105 left. John Harbaugh asked Lamar, do you want to go for it? What do you think Lamar is going to say? Two yards, ball game. Baltimore wins. Uh, they're at Detroit who hasn't played, but I would say it's got to be double digits. I'd say Baltimore minus 10. Um I see no number on this game. Yeah, because Detroit hasn't played. Detroit hasn't played. Let's and let's not forget, Ravens do have a lot of injury problems. Now, they, they jumped up last night and played a fantastic game. I'm kind of with you when Harbaugh asks Lamar, <laughs> do you want to go? What's it? Lamar no, goes, hey, no, we no, better punt we the ball. Punt you know, I think that's strategically. I'm going through my analytics. That's not any guy. You mentioned uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I've I've been running the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my my power ratings come to an eight and a half because, like I said, I you know Ravens eight and a half. So I think you might be a little bit high there, but you know we got to see something out of Detroit tonight. Still with a new coach. I mean, there's still a lot of moving parts there. Um, uh, you know, I think eight and a half is probably a little better than ten myself, but. Uh, you know, let, let's see. Let's and, see. and like I said, I do not. There's still a lot of problems with Baltimore. There yes. really is. You know, they they overcame them last night. You know, been you and I have been doing this show for like what ten years. How what have I said pretty much the whole way? Who's the second best coach in the NFL? John, John Harbaugh. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's Exhibit A last night. He did a hell of a job to keep his team in a game against a, an opponent who he probably had no business beating. No business. What a game it was. 
the frenetic pace of guessing lines continues. Next, numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. My Mishpucha here from the South Point Hotel Casino. Parlay in the house as well. Producer number eight. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. I want to read this one. Bainbridge DeWeese. Because I always think this is an interesting way of sort of uh, autopsying a football game. Because most of our most people don't do this. But he says if Harbaugh doesn't miss those two two-point conversions, and remember they missed two consecutive yeah. two-point conversions, then the Ravens are up three. No way, or if he makes one of them, I guess they're up three. No way Casey, well, no, because they wouldn't have tried the other, I guess. No way Casey runs and fumbles, and very little doubt Mahomes takes them down for a touchdown to win by four and cover. Uh, so it, that is true. Like, that's a point that needs to be made. They, they play call differently, right, if, yeah. if they're down. It's a different game It's at a that different point. game at that point, and we never think about such things. Real quick before we get into the games, we had this little exchange, the three of us, uh, on the break, which is how many coaches – make the call that Harbaugh made last night on fourth and one. So it needs to be stated that one, not every coach has Lamar Jackson, right? That's, right. that's key. But everybody would have had the data point of Patrick Mahomes being on the other side of the field. And so you would hope just based on that alone, it would be more than just a couple others. On the other hand, I think about, you know, Mike Vrabel, we didn't mention this in the Tennessee game. Mike Vrabel decided not to go for two in regulation. And he has Derek Henry. Right against Seattle. They could have won the game outright or lost if right. he doesn't get the two-point version. And he made the decision to push it overtime. Ended up working out for him. Yeah. But I was surprised by that non-decision or by that decision not to go for two. So maybe that lends to your answer, which you were leaning towards parlay, which is probably not many would have gone for it. They also don't have Lamar Jackson, but probably not many because even in a Derrick Henry situation, it appears that some teams are skittish about those moments. I have very much soured on Mike Vrabel over the last year plus. Were you I, surprised as well that he didn't oh, go for it? Even though yeah. it worked out as a complete wrong decision, especially so. with how Henry had just destroyed Seattle the whole second yeah. half. All right, what's next? Your Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. All right, I don't think we have to we have to belabor this one too much, Chrissy. Uh, Washington won on Thursday, as we all know, 30-29. to 29. They beat the Giants on a Dustin Hopkins field goal from 43 after the Giants jumped off sides on a 48-yarder that missed. So Washington gets it done. They're 1-1. One one. Buffalo's now 1-1. By the way, Taylor Heineke in that game, 34-46 for 336. Two touchdowns, a pick. He was sacked once. Terry McLaurin, what a player. What a draft pick. 11 catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. But uh, Washington had nine penalties for, uh, oh, no. Some, well, no, that's incorrect. I had something else written down there. Um, okay, so Buffalo yesterday beats Miami 35 to nothing. 35 to nothing as three and a half point road favorites. I had Miami, full disclosure. Of course, I didn't know Tua would go down. Yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah. Less than four minutes in the game or just over four minutes in the game. Would that have made a difference? Who knows? Uh, but Josh Allen yesterday in that win, 17 of 33 for 179. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Also five carries for 35. Didn't really have to do much. Singletary, 13 for 82 in a touchdown. Buffalo acknowledging they do have running backs in this game. Diggs, four of 60 for touchdown, but the D was the story. Six sacks for Buffalo's defense, three takeaways, and uh, really just made Jacoby Brissett look unprepared. We'll get to the Dolphins later, but I actually think people are going to underrate Jacoby Brissett going into next week because he's, uh, he was, you know, he didn't know he was, he wasn't with the first team reps. So anyway, Buffalo should be more than a touchdown favorite against Washington. I think seven and a half might be appropriate. Yeah, my power ratings come to eight and a half with no adjustment for Tyler Heineke being the starter because I think Fitzpatrick went on IR. Yeah. So he's going to be out six, eight weeks, whatever. 
Um, you know, so anyway, game pretty much open eight and a half. It's climbing up to nine. Uh, I think I like the nine a little bit better. I think, you know, Heineke, you know, he, he's played well when he's had the opportunity. He's still a pretty untested quarterback going against this defense. I think it'll be pretty tough. So my power ratings come to eight and a half. I see mostly nine. You know, we're kind of in a dead area right there. I'm definitely going to open nine. And I'm, I think I'm going to make an adjustment on my power ratings and knock Washington down probably half a point with uh, Heineke instead of Fitzpatrick. But uh, I think nine's a good number. That's what I'm going to open. Half point between Fitzpatrick and Heineke, you think? At this point, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, that could your opinion could change on this. Well, sure. Sure. <laughs> the whole world's in a fluid situation, uh, yes. Gil. I'm gonna imagine short term it could change. Yeah. Even uh, is what I'm getting at. Okay. Um, I don't have a problem with that. So far I like Arizona best. If you're if Arizona's only a seven and a half point favorite at Jacksonville, I think that's far too low. What's next, Jeff? New Orleans at New England. Okay, this is this to me. What's great about this is we were talking about overreaction week one, and we were all talking about which teams we were overreacting to. I didn't hear a bunch of, well, I think we're overreacting to New Orleans. Like Sean Payton is for real. <laughs> okay, let's maybe that was the team we overreacted to the most. New Orleans loses to the Panthers as we mentioned, twenty-six to seven. They do so as three-point road favorites. Jameis Winston, who in the first game this season against Green Bay, remember when they crushed Green Bay, thirty-eight to three. Had five touchdown passes, but only 148 yards passing, which is the first time that's ever happened in the history of the NFL. That many touchdown passes, that few passing yards. Well, yesterday, Jameis Winston was Jamising. 11 for 22 for 111. No touchdown passes, two picks. He was sacked four times, did carry three of 18, and had the one touchdown on the ground rushing. But now Winston, in both games, still doesn't have 300 yards passing. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, he has a grand total of 259 yards passing in two games. We'll get to Russell Wilson's stats later. The Saints yesterday in that loss to the Panthers, the big bad Panthers, five first downs, five, the fewest that the Saints have had since 1997. They were 2 of 11 on third down and 0 for 2 on fourth down. Well, that's not good. They had 128 total yards of offense, 128 which is the fewest the New Orleans Saints have had since 2001. Oh, for good measure, 11 penalties for 115 yards. They were out time of possession, 38-28 to 21-32, and they scored, as we mentioned yesterday, seven points, their fewest since 2015. Their first seven drives for the Saints yesterday, five punts, one pick, one turnover on downs. Alvin Kamara, eight rushes for five yards. Ooh. His fewest since 2017. And curiously, Taysom Hill, two carries for 16. I remember complaining all last year and the year before, it's too much Taysom. Now I'm like, he's only two carries for 16 yards and you're not doing anything? <laughs> What's happening? Sean Payton's Coach of the Year uh, coronation tour has been exaggerated. And then there's New England yesterday who uh, beat the Jets handily by the score of 25-6, to six, covering his six-point road favorites. Mac Jones, first half, 18 of 22 for 142. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. He finishes 22 of 30 for 186 with those no touchdowns, no picks, and three sacks. Damian Harris, 16 of 62 on the ground and a scintillating touchdown run where he broke five or six tackles. But the Patriots were 2 of 10 on third down. They only had 258 total yards themselves. They benefited from the turnovers. They were plus four in turnovers. Zach Wilson was a mess. We'll get to that. So it's New Orleans coming off that 
horrific performance against New England, which really wasn't challenged much. And the only thing I came up with was New England minus three. Uh, that's when my power ratings come to. Uh, I saw it open last night, kind of a soft three, like three with juice on the dog, even a two and a half with some juice on the favorite. Uh, my power ratings come to three. And by the way, while we're on the subject here real quick, I've lowered just about every single home field advantage. Yes. As a matter of fact, I have lowered every single home field advantage. So I'm only giving between one and a half, two and a half. I got a couple of threes still out there. Uh, but nonetheless, my my uh, this number comes to three. That's what I'm going to open. I have no beef with that. Um, but let's not go overboard on the Patriots. They beat a Jets team. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those games. The more I looked at it during the course of the week, I'm thinking Bilicek is going to really rattle this kid. You yeah. know, it's just kind of right in his alley for doing exactly that. And he did. The kid looked terrible as much as I've liked what I've seen out of Wilson so far. But it was a bad situation for him. Uh, but I think three is fine here. Um, well, very interesting about the Saints. Boy, that's, there's... Uh, we we I, were so... Oh, look at Sean Payton after week one. I was one of those guys. Yeah. You know, you're looking at a guy that said exactly that. You know, now I'm not so sure. What's with the Taysom Hill thing only getting two carries now? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. What What are the couple teams with the three-point home field advantage for you? Uh, Denver and Green Bay. Denver and Green Bay. Yes. Not even Seattle. Not even. I said it last week. Just Seattle's good on the road. They're you good. Know? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just good. Not like it's right. so easy to go into Seattle and walk out of there with a win, which Tennessee did. Yeah. But they're they're just good anywhere they play. It's, you know, that's you gotta you gotta look at the differential. Yeah. And Denver has elevation and, yeah. and later weather. And Green Bay yeah. has weather later. Green Bay has weather. And I, listen, they've just been a better team at home. Yeah, they really have been. Yeah. Uh, that Saints thing is fascinating to me because. Jameis was doing Jameis things like again the the whirling dervish pick where he's going to the ground he just chucks it up yeah throw it anywhere don't worry about it every every quarter like a lot of quarterbacks seem to think that they're you know invincible doing that stuff yeah, and he's, Carson Wentz Carson Wentz yeah. doing it Mahomes thought he was invincible too it didn't work out yesterday for the first time I think uh, ever certainly in the month of September that's a fact uh, we'll come back more early games to get to guessing lines week three of the National Football League right here at Feast and the Sports Betting Network. Hey, do they do uh, quarterly booby prizes over at Circa? I'm just curious. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I, I think they do, actually. <laughs> they don't do quarterly boobies, do they? I think the, I have to double-check it in the rules, but I thought they added that this year, that the, that the worst record gets something. Even quarterly? I think so. I'm going to double-check, though. Add quarterly boobies to your bingo squares. <laughs> I didn't have that on. Oh, I got the free space. There you go. Just asking for a friend. Uh, we get tweets that beating the book. This is from uh, not that Anjay. I believe I'm saying that. Oh, no, not that. I don't know. I'm just saying whatever his name is. I'm sorry. We need you back on satellite uh, coming over the San Mateo Bridge. No internet drives me crazy what I missed. Tell Chrissy I hope his health is well. There you go. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am well, thank you. Yeah. But there's no internet on the San Mateo Bridge. Well, have you flown to, to San Francisco and, and flown over the San Mateo Bridge? Well, obviously yeah, you have if you've flown I've to driven San it uh, many times. It's the longest thing ever. Oh, I know. You know what? I always noticed a couple times, you know, like I think it says, like, no turn. You're, you're on the San <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, Where really? was I going to turn? <laughs> no turn. That thing is the <laughs> longest bridge you'll ever see. Uh, this is from Joe Nunn's. Uh, made me look and see if autopsying is a word. I believe it is. 
technically. Oh, it is now. I believe it is technically. I think we're going to be in the Oxford Dictionary yeah. by next year. Jeff, you have a Carson Wentz update. Yes. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport of uh, NFL Network, Carson Wentz uh, not only has one sprained ankle, it looks like he has two sprained ankles. So uh, tests being conducted today to see the severity of both of those Jeez. ankle injuries. I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny, but somehow I'm laughing. We had a kid in like seventh grade. We did relay races. Remember relay races? And when we did them, the wall was too close to the end of the relay. And so this kid, Tim May, hit the wall too hard with both hands, and he broke both of his wrists. No, <laughs> That's what Jeez. I think about with Carson Wentz. Oh, man. All right, what's next, Jeff? Don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. Still in the, uh, We're still in the early window, by the way, guys, mm-hmm. uh, since there's a nine in the early window this week. What's a ooh, good one, the AFC West? Chargers at Chiefs. All right. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs, that is a good game. Both teams one and one. Justin Herbert. Could he, You know, I was going to ask Lombardi last week. I had in my notes. Is he a top five quarterback already? I think that's almost being conservative. 31 of 41 yesterday for 338. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked twice. How Mario Cristobal couldn't do anything with him, and Anthony Lynn wasn't going to let him see the light of day last year. I have no idea. But it's just such a failure of coaching. Allen, Keenan, that is, four for 108. Mike Williams, seven for 91. Uh, seven catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Austin Eckler, nine carries for 54 and nine catches for 61. Always filling up the stat sheet. The Chargers did have 12 penalties for 99 yards. Zero touchdowns for the Chargers on three second half red zone possessions. Field goal pick, field goal. But let me just say this once again with our themes. Quarterback bloodbath. The injury report screwed you as a better. Uh, refereeing Mishugas. Second and goal at the Dallas 7 with 535 left. Micah Parsons, in air quotes here, sacks Justin Herbert for an 18-yard loss. In what world is that a sack? How quick was that whistle? You see that? Oh, yeah. And they said, oh, he's in the grasp. Grasp? What grasp? Well, no grasp. Who had a grasp? There is no grasp. That was brutal. Chargers oh, end up of losing. Of course, we needed the Chargers, you know. Oh. Chargers end up losing to the Cowboys 20-17. to 17. The Cowboys did not play better than the Chargers in that game. But yet they win. Now they got every call, I'll tell you that. They, yeah. And the, that seems... That's only been a theme for the last 40 years. Well, let's say I've been watching <laughs> football 50 years. It's been... About that. You've noticed. I've noticed. The Cowboys tend to get a, a, their share of the calls. Kansas City. By the way, well, why are the gratuitous shots of Jerry Jones? Do we do that for any other owner after oh a win? God. Yeah. Do you, does anybody know what Bill Bidwell looks like? Yeah, that's right. He's been in my office, and I don't know if I could pick him out of a lineup. How about uh, Biscotti? Is that his name? Um, I might be pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. In Baltimore? I think we, it goes we, by Bishotti. Bishotti. We, yeah. Biscotti we, we have for yeah. coffee. For coffee. With coffee. Yeah, no. Bichotti. We never. He always yeah. low-key. Doesn't want to be seen. Kansas City, uh, Patrick Mahomes, a defeat yesterday, 24 of 31 for 343. Three touchdowns. That one brutal game-changing pick wasn't sacked. Travis Kelsey, 7 for 109 and a scintillating oh. touchdown, if I may use that word again, which Al Michaels called as if it was a preseason touchdown. What was that? <laughs> hey, Al, it's a pretty good play. One of six on third down were the... Uh, where the Chiefs, and as I mentioned, when they were up 35 to 24, third and 12 at their 49, with 209 left in the third quarter, Mahomes threw that awful pick, first September pick ever. Baltimore made it 35 to 30. After that, Baltimore long drive, made it 36 35, and then the Edwards Alaire stripping by Odafe Owe with 126 left, and then Baltimore converting the fourth and one at their own 43 with 105 left. Katie bar the door. Chiefs lose. Chiefs are at home? Yes. 
Chiefs by four and a half. I'm not going to say I like your number better, but it's fairly close to mine. Mine comes to five and a half. I see six and a half out there. Ooh. Even a, a seven with some juice on the dog. That defense I, can't stop anybody. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't. I'm probably going to open six and a half just because they they tend to get a lot of play. If I see that drop, and I'm definitely going to drop. Like I said, I see it going up in a couple spots. I see six and a half with juice on the favorite, seven with juice on the dog. You know, but I, I you know, that that to me, that number's too high. And you were talking about Justin it. Herbert. Okay, let's say you're starting an NFL franchise. First pick, you know, probably Mahomes. Mahomes. Herbert, the second pick? I think so, man. Is he and, the second and the, pick? And think about, like, the, the, the fortunes of, of teams. If Tua, you know, if Tua was available, they'd have picked him. Right. Yeah. If if you know, it's just it's just amazing the fates yeah, of these luck franchises. Of the yeah, luck of the draw. You know, but Herbert. Yeah, and by the way, another one in the grasp. You know, of course, there's no grasp. The kid's six five. Right. And he's not a lumbering six five. He's an athletic six five. That was not. That was a horrible. Great. Right. If that's Big Ben, you think they whistle that, please? All right. Let's do one more here. You sure you want to do this next one here? Oh, no. What is it? <laughs> you, you sure? The Falcons and the Giants. Oh, one team will be winless after this. Can't say guaranteed 0-3 because there could be a tie, I suppose. Uh, Atlanta loses badly in the end to the Buccaneers, though they made it interesting for a while. Matty Ice, 35 of 46 for 300, two touchdowns, three picks. Emphasis on the picks. One sack because two of those three picks were consecutive pick sixes. Kyle Pitts, 5 for 73. Ridley, 7 for 63 at a touchdown. Corderell Patterson, 7 of 11 for a touchdown, and then five catches for 58 and a touchdown. But the Falcons were minus two in turnovers. Those pick sixes looming large. They were outscored 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Is that good? 48-25 final score. Buccaneers cover the 13-point spread. And then the Giants, as we mentioned, Thursday night, lost to Washington. Daniel Jones, best game of his career, though. I think we established that. 22 of 32 for 249. Uh, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. Nine carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Most importantly, no fumbles lost. Shepard was his big receiver, nine for 94. Kenny Galladay didn't like that. And I think we can establish now that Galladay was screaming at Daniel Jones. I know a lot of people are saying he wasn't. He was. 11 penalties for 81 yards for the Joe Judge Stickler for Details Giants. I mean, this has to be Giants minus three, right? There cannot be another number to this. Yeah, even with my uh, two-point home field advantage, that's what I come with, yeah. three. You know, it's, you yeah. know, I mean, Atlanta just looks, my goodness, what happened to this team? They have just fallen off a cliff since their Super Bowl loss. I mean, they look horrible. Do you think that they're, my brother, who is a, is a, you know, not as big of a football fan as, say, you and I are, but likes the NFL over everything, said yesterday to me, he goes, it's like they're still spooked by that Patriots comeback in the Super Bowl. Do you think there's any... For the remaining guys that are there, do you think there's any lingering thing to something like that? Obviously, you, you know, can't I don't know. It. I mean, yeah, how do you quantify that? Yeah. I, you know, there, you, but still, you got you know Ryan is there, yeah. you know, and he maybe Most he is. I mean, he is the guy, the quarterback. You know, for some reason, could be like kind of the fulcrum. You know, more so than it should be. Sure, and and maybe he is because that team has never recovered from that. Never, Jeff. If I paid you no money. And I said, you must watch this football game. You're not allowed to have a bet on it. You're not allowed to do anything else. No phone. You must watch this game from beginning to end. You would say, no, but how much money would I have to pay you? 
you there there would be uh there'd be other things that you probably could get me to uh, MetLife and I'd be all right. But okay. uh, but uh, just but, curious. I mean, this is this is going to be a horrible football game all the way through, and I, it's a good point you bring up, Gil. The Falcons are probably still spooked all these years later. It's just they've never been able to recover from that collapse in the Super Bowl. I just thought it was an interesting point by someone who's yeah. not as deep into the numbers as, as they we are. Right, right. Who knows? Man? Just observational, yeah. anecdotal. Yeah. yeah. It might be right. Yeah. 28 to 3, famously, of course, the Falcons were up in that Super Bowl. Don't have to remind, don't have to remind the Falcons fans. We'll come back. More guessing lines with Chrissy. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yes, I am. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander alongside Chris Andrews, the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Do we call you a director? Is that your official yeah, title? That's my official title. Right. Um, we've been doing this show for a decade. Um, it is a tribute to the old Stardust radio show. By the way, it's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Uh, but we've been doing guessing lines for for a decade, and hopefully uh, it has become part of your routine as the first sort of interesting exercise of looking at the upcoming week's NFL lines. Uh, I would ask at this point for Jeffrey uh, Parlay to uh, give us another game here, but Jeff is uh, really nursing a all of a sudden a, a bloody nose. This has made him so emotional that his nose. Is we're, we're good over here, Gil. <laughs> you want to just give us a give us a game, Jeff? While you're there, we won't put the we camera. Got, on we you. have the uh, we have the Bears at the Browns. <laughs> He's got, a, got the, the tissue up his nose. He's the Carson Wentz of uh, <laughs> producers. Are both nostrils bloody, Jeff? That's what we want to know. Uh, bears at the Browns. Poor Carson Wentz. So the Bears, this is an interesting one, because Cincinnati teaser legs, which was the only Wong Stanford Wong teaser leg of the week, got there amazingly. Uh, Chicago ends up beating Cincinnati in this game, but only wins it by a field goal. Uh Andy Dalton. Yeah. Questionable this week. Questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Dalton hurt in the second quarter of the game against Cincinnati yesterday. Um, Nine of 10 before he got hurt for 56 yards. One touchdown, zero picks. He was sacked once. It's a knee injury, but um, a league source told Pro Football Talk that Dalton's injury not currently believed to be an ACL tear. The Bears will get more information on Dalton through an MRI. But I'm sure there's a lot of Bears fans. By the way, they won that game yesterday, 20-17, to 17, did cover the spread, and the Bengals do get the teaser leg from the back door. But I bet you there's a lot, I mean, I would imagine there's a lot of Bears fans were like, I don't really care about your Andy Dalton injury report. Justin Fields came in. That's the reason they might not care. Justin Fields came in yesterday, 6 of 13 for 60 yards, no touchdowns, but the one pick that allowed Cincinnati to get into teaser shape there was sacked twice, 10 carries, 31 yards. The Bears only had 206 total yards, but they were plus three in turnovers, including a Roquan Smith pick six. Joe Burrow looked off for most of that game. Cleveland yesterday, we talked about this when we talked about Houston earlier. They beat the Texans. Um, Texans, again, if Terod Taylor had played that full game, who knows? Who knows if the Texans upset the Browns outright? Instead, the Browns win at 31-21. to do not cover the 13-and-a-half-point spread. Baker Mayfield, though, was 19 of 21 for 213, one touchdown, one pick sack twice, 8 of 10, 8 for 10, rather, on the ground with a touchdown. Nick Chubb, 11 for 95 and a touchdown. Uh, I would imagine the Browns are more than a touchdown favorite, so I'll say 7-and-a-half again. 
Uh, that's pretty much the number I see. Seven and a half. I even see a seven and a half with a little bit of juice on the dog. Uh, but I see an eight. And my power ratings come to an eight. I think I like eight a little bit better. And I think I'm going to open eight, see if they want to take it. A little bit of a dead number. But uh, I, I think the number is going to move up from seven and a half. If we open seven, I don't see it going to seven. Speaking of which, I owe you a dollar. You know, wait, what was our bet? Uh, I owe you one United States dollar. I'm going to give you right here. Because I said, remember, with the Chiefs Baltimore. Yeah. There you go. What did you there say? There it is. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. Um, I yeah, said that it would get to five and a half, and it did oh, not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, it was two and a half, five and a half. Yeah. It, got, it got halfway there, but it didn't get there. Yeah. It, it, uh, matter of fact, at the end of the day, it was probably mostly three and a half. Yeah. I mean, we closed four, but you know, we had a lot of early money on the favorite, but uh, a lot of late money on the dog. I could have gone to three and a half easily, but it was too late at that point. I didn't feel like doing it. Back to this for a second. What do you do with Dalton versus Fields? Nothing. Nothing at all, right? <laughs> or or maybe raise the bear. You just you so, sort of lift your head. You're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I think I'd probably be like most Bears fans. Yeah, let's give the kid a shot. You know, I mean, Dalton is, you know, lower third of the league, I would say, as far as a starting quarterback. Um, yeah. Let's give Fields a shot. Why not? The kid has a lot of talent. I don't know if he's ready or not. I guess we'll find out. But I think he has a ton of talent. I don't mean to downplay the Dalton injury because poor guy hurt his, hurt his knee. We'll find out the extent later today. But I always believed that the Bears were going to start Justin Fields, not this week, but next week, week four against the Lions. So even if it is Fields, it's only happening, you know, a game and a half before it probably was going to happen anyway, I would imagine. Yeah, I I didn't adjust my power rating. Let's put it that way. All right. Let's do one more. Jeff, you okay? We're good. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. That's a, hey, look, when the weather gets cooler, this this has happened, uh, it's happened in the past. Hasn't happened in Vegas before, but oh well. Uh, Chris Andrews Steelers hosting the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I'm curious to hear what you uh, have to say about this. Um, okay, so Cincinnati we just mentioned. Cincinnati looked bad, but yet somehow got there again. That Justin Fields. Well, depends. Well, got there with a teaser, like didn't get yeah, there okay. with the spread necessarily. That right, that depended. Uh, Burrow ends up 19 of 30 for 207, two touchdowns, three picks, sacked four times. His three interceptions, try this at home, boys and girls. His three interceptions were on three consecutive passes in the fourth quarter. There was a fumble by T. Higgins on the drive before those three picks that led to a Chicago field goal. Then a Roquan Smith pick six uh, of of those Burrow picks. And then the, I would think that was the first of the three. And then the third Burrow pick led to another field goal. It was 20 to three Bears. 20 to three. Uh, and the Bengals were minus three in turnovers, as we mentioned. And that's really the story. But Burrow to Chase, Jamar Chase, for another touchdown. He scored Jamar Chase, did the first uh, week one of the season as well. And then the subsequent Justin Fields pick and a play later, Burrow to Higgins made it 20 to 17. And anybody who had the Bears, you're like, I can't believe this is difficult. But it did get home for most Bears betters. And then there's your Steelers, the Steelers, um, who are one and zero after beating the Bills, courtesy in large part of a block punt for a touchdown in that game against the Bills. <laughs> I mean, they lose, they lose to the Steelers twenty six to seventeen in a game. By the way, where look, Derek Carr might be out, but that's a whole other story. We'll get to the Raiders, but Mike Tomlin punts fourth and one. Down nine at his own 35 with 914 left. Huh. Okay. 
Deontay Johnson, so this is insult, this is injury to insult. Deontay Johnson, who was the biggest target of the game for Big Ben, nine catches for 105 yards, uh, 105 yards, but he was hurt on the last meaningless play of the game. Yeah. So we have to monitor that. Big Ben ends up 27 of 40 for 295, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. Najee, 10 carries, 38 yards, including a little uh, five for 43 with a touchdown. Nice touchdown catch and run for Najee in that game. But the biggest thing that happened in that Steelers-Raiders game, and this is another thing where if you were on the Steelers yesterday, the biggest single unit-to-unit advantage in the NFL heading into week number two was probably the Steelers' defensive line against the Raiders' offensive line, and specifically T.J. Watt. And so T.J. Watt goes out. He has four tackles and a sack through a little more than a quarter of play, and then he goes out with a groin injury. And they already had groin injuries on that defense. So that was a brutal in-game injury for the Steelers, and without that, who knows? You just don't no, know. The whole game changed. The whole game, the whole changed. game changed. Yeah, 100%. And I'm always amused by football fans who don't acknowledge that kind of thing. I was on the Raiders. I was right. Do you know you were right? You don't. You don't. Um, so here, Pittsburgh's hosting Cincinnati? Yes. Uh, this will be more than a field goal. I'll say minus four. Well, number's mostly four and a half. My numbers come a lot higher, but I didn't adjust for all the injuries on the Steelers because they got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, and these guys are all listed as questionable. T.J. Watt, questionable. That, Huge. Like I said, we mentioned this last week. Some yeah. guys say he's the best player in the league, period. Not sure I'm ready to go there, but he's in the conversation. Uh, Joe Hayden, a, a key corner. Uh, Carlos Davis, a defensive tackle. And Devin Bush, one Devin of the, Bush. another linebacker. Yeah. You know. So they are decimated right now with injuries. But all that being said, the Bengals still stink. <laughs> They're terrible. They're terribly coached. You know, Burrow, I, listen, I, I've said a million times, I want all these young quarterbacks particularly to, to be successful. Helps the league. You know, Joe Burrow, I think he's got a ton of talent. But, you know, we talked about the luck of the draw. He winds up with the Bengals, you know, who have ruined right. who knows how many players for the last 40 years. Um, I think this number is way too cheap, even with all the injuries. Like I said, my unadjusted power ratings come to make the Steelers eight. Uh, I'm going to open at five. I, like I said, I, I, I don't know all the injury situation for the Steelers. I have a feeling it's going to be bad, but, uh, but three points worth, I'm not so sure. I'm hoping if TJ Watt comes back, um, I think that'll uh, cure a lot of their ills. But I'm going to open five. It is four and a half like a blanket. I see no other no other number whatsoever. But I'm going to open five. Are, are Watt, Hayden, and this just occurred to me, so I'm just riffing on this, but are Watt, Hayden, and Bush all groin injuries? Can we effort that? Because I know Watt is and Hayden is. But I think there's multiple groin injuries on the defense. It might not be Bush. But they, the, there's, I don't know, just for what it's worth. <laughs> just, a rash of, just a rash here. of groin injuries is all I'm getting at yeah, with that. Hang on. Uh, your, your, the wrong one. Your, your buddy uh, Todd Wishnev, yeah. uh, who's a Steelers fan also, yeah. he just says very simply, he goes, the Steelers just aren't good. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, no. And Bush, it, Bush is a groin. They're yeah, all groins. Yeah. yeah. What is this rash of groin injuries on the Steelers defense? To, to quote uh, Keith Olbermann, <laughs> yes. he pulled a groin, hopefully his own. <laughs> hopefully his own. You, but, you don't think they're a bad Well, team. I don't think they're bad. If they're uh, healthy. You know, I, I said this last week, you know, football games tend to turn on a big play. Who makes big plays? Great athletes. They have a few great athletes. But 
legitimately, you know, I don't know if I put, you know, Hayden in a great athlete category, but TJ Watt, Devin Bush, certainly great athletes and Johnson on offense, you know, maybe, you know, but if you're missing your great athletes, who's going to make a play to turn the game around? I'm not so sure. So I don't know sure they stink, but they're missing uh, a lot of ammunition on that team right now. A, pl- a wild card contender, you think? I-, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Uh, in the uh, in the of those seven rather two and O teams in the NFL, five of them in the Western divisions. Only the Panthers and the Buccaneers exceptions to that. More week three lines, guessing them right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Come in. Guessing lines is so dense when it's 16 games. Excuse me. Yeah, 16 games. Then I feel like I'm talking on 2X when you're when you're listening to the podcast. So if you slowed me down to – so if you went to to, uh, to like half X, then that would be your normal show, I think. It's a little advice uh, for the podcast side of things. By the way, uh, guessing lines last week, I mentioned that Chrissy, uh, which people can hear live, unlike the Megapod, guessing lines they can hear live. And then we made the mistake of putting it on like a separate feed for a couple – you know, thousand, few thousand downloads, still a massive hit on the Beating the Book podcast feed. So thank you to everybody to making the Megapod and Guessing Lines such big hits. Uh, we have a joy doing them. Um, we are joyous, rather. We have a blast doing them, I should, I should say. Uh, Jeffrey Parlay, we have a Tua Tagovailoa update. Well, yes, we do. And the next game we're going to be talking about is the Dolphins at the Raiders. Oh. So a very aptly timed update from uh, Tom Pelissaro of NFL Networks. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa underwent further tests this morning on his bruised ribs, and the understanding is that it did not reveal any major issues. X-rays were negative, so this is going to be up to the pain tolerance and how he can function this week in Vegas. Hmm. So no serious damage, just a painful thing, and up to the tolerance then. Must have been too painful to play after the first few minutes of that game yesterday. Uh, what was the game? Miami at? Miami at Vegas. Miami at Vegas, only two undefeated teams in the AFC. Did you have it as the uh, the Raiders and the Broncos? I did not. <laughs> uh, Miami, Tua hurt, as we mentioned, just over four minutes into that game yesterday. Just over four minutes in bruised ribs. And there's the update from Jeff. He was one of four for 13 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, was sacked twice, including that uh, one that induced the injury before he left the game. Three first-half turnovers Really did in the uh, Dolphins yesterday. There was a Jacoby Brissett pick, a Jakeem Grant fumble. Oh, and then a Waddle muff, which actually didn't come back to hurt them at, towards the end of the first half where you're like, really, is Buffalo going to get another field goal out of that? But it didn't. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, without practicing with the first team, he was 24 of 40 for 169. Zero touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. And a lot of people are just going to say, oh, Jacoby Brissett is bad at football. He's not really that bad at football. It'll be very interesting if he plays this week to see what he can do, but we'll see. Maybe Tua can play. 13 total first downs in this game for the Dolphins. That is all. 217 total yards. That is all. Were it not for the Saints, that would be brutal. The brutal mark of the week. But uh, the Jaguars and the Saints said, hold my beer. Nine penalties for 83 yards and penalties the Dolphins had. Uh, the one bright spot, Xavier Howard, seven picks in his last 10 games. Good Lord. Uh, then there's the Raiders. The Raiders, as we mentioned, beating the Steelers 26-17. By the way, the Dolphins lost 35 to nothing, as we mentioned, to Buffalo. Raiders beat the Steelers 26-17 as six-point dogs. They had a first and goal at the two. The last sequence of the first half, they had to settle for a field goal, and you wondered, would that come back and haunt them? It did not. 
Derek Carr got hurt in the third quarter. It looked like it was serious. And remember, Marcus Mariota was on IR. So that could have been brutal for the Raiders. But they're the one team that didn't lose their quarterback for even a snap. He was right back in. Carr ends up 28 of 37 for 382. Most yards passing in the NFL through two weeks. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Ruggs, 5 for 113 in a touchdown. Waller, 5 of 65. 5 for 65. Renfro, 5 for 5 for 57. Drake, 5 for 46. So Carr, not only in 382 yards passing, but he was spreading the ball around the field very nicely as well. Um, so this is at Vegas here at Allegiant, and I'll say the Raiders by 4.5. That's a pretty solid number. I see anywhere from 4... I see one five and a half with some juice on the dog. I see five and a half. I see a couple five and a half. Uh, I'm going to probably open five. My my power rating comes only to four. Um, kind of don't want to dicker with that number too much. You know, it's four and a half, five, four. I think the public will be all over the Raiders. Kind of wait to see what happens with Tua. I think five is maybe a little safer number for me to open. So that that is what I'm going to open. But uh, I think that's a shade high. Um, you know, again, the Raiders look fantastic. And Derek Carr probably playing the best football of his career For right sure. Now. For sure. Has he? I mean, he's, he's been around like, what, seven, eight years, something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. Did it take him this long to really figure out? Maybe. There's other quarterbacks that have done that. He's really playing great. He's got a good team around him. And, of course, everybody saw Miami just get obliterated yesterday. So ten, people tend to remember what they saw last. Uh, but, like I said, my power ratings are four, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to open five on this game. I'll ask you about this game, what I asked you of other games. What do you do with Tua versus Jacoby Brissett? Well, I think it's got to mean certainly some. You know, off the top of my head, probably about about two points, maybe even three. Uh, but it seems like Miami's a little sour on Tua. Uh, you know, they, they, they talked about making a move in the – in the off season, uh, seems like they're just not enamored with this kid right now. I, I don't know if that's, you know, a media interpretation. Might be. And Jacoby Brissett, I think, is a is a very competent backup quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to be a starter. I think he's a, I think he's a very valuable teammate. And I, you know, but you know, I still think Tua has a lot more talent. And but I don't know. There's some questions about Tua. Like it seems like it's coming from the Miami organization themselves. The year after Andrew Luck, the beloved Andrew Luck, yeah. got uh, hurt, Jacoby Brissett had the Colts leading in like 12 of those games yeah. in the fourth quarter. Didn't work out very often, yeah. but still. Um, that's, I assume, an afternoon game. That was the first of the afternoon games, Jeff. Is that a 405 game? 405 okay. Eastern Time game. All right. Do we have another 405 like we did yesterday? We do, and it's uh, another AFC East team going west. The undefeated Denver Broncos will host the winless New York Jets. Oh, man. Denver could be staring at 3-0. Denver gets it done yesterday. They beat the... Uh, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars as six and a half point favorites. They end up covering twenty three to thirteen. And as we said earlier, probably cosmetic because again, uh, Jacksonville had that long kickoff return for a touchdown, so it was really a bigger win than that. Um, in you know, in reality, but Denver in the end, um, and who it's it's what's this game? Denver? Who is it? Jets, Jets at, at Denver. Denver. Jets at Denver. Pardon me. Okay, uh, Jets at Denver. Let's start with the Jets. Zero and two. Zach Wilson, we, we talked about this earlier. 
uh, against the Patriots yesterday. His first half, he was three of seven for 45 yards, no touchdowns, three picks, and no sacks. For the game, 19 of 33 for 210, no touchdowns, four picks, and three sacks. And they were minus four in turnovers. That's it. It was the Zach Wilson interception fest. That was really all you needed to know about that game. And as we mentioned earlier, New England really didn't do that much on offense. Uh, but you go low and you, you go plus four in turnovers, you're going to win football games. Denver in that win against the Jaguars, Teddy Bridgewater, 26 of 34 for 328, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Cortland Sutton was his big target, nine for 159. Denver did have 10 penalties for 101 yards. Uh, they got to clean that up. They were plus two in turnovers in their game against the Jaguars. And as we mentioned when talking about the Jaguars, they won the time of possession battle, 38-52 to 2108. So Denver has beaten the Giants and the Jaguars, and then they get the Jets. And when we talked about adjusted season win totals at, at shops like DraftKings last week, shifting Denver all the way up to 10 and a half, how ridiculous that was. There were some, you know, comments like, hey, because of this soft schedule earlier, it might even get to 11. Maybe you're right. Um, Denver minus seven and a half. I keep saying seven and a half. I almost like your number better. I'm looking. Yeah, matter of fact, put me down. I like your number better. There you go. My my power ratings with adjustments, and I almost try to not over adjust, comes to Denver 9. The number out there is 11, and even 11 Ooh. and a half, you know, I, that is Whoa. a huge overreaction. Whoa. I, you know, put me down for liking the Jets. This is, I think, a huge overreaction on Denver. Like I said, they beat the Giants. They beat the Jaguars. And the Jets, I mean, the Jets did look terrible. There's no doubt. They're going into a hostile environment with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. But 11, 11, I even see 11 and a half. I I mean, I think that's crazy. You know, nine, I mean, that was, it was a stretch for me to get to nine on this game. 11, it's like what I said about the Falcons, though, this last week. It's like, I I know that's too many points against Tampa Bay, like 13. But I can't bring myself to bet, you know, on Atlanta. Yeah. And it proved to be, you know, prescient not to. But, like, here it's the same thing. It's like, oh, that's way too many points. But Zach Wilson in the elevation against Vaughn. Yeah, but here's one thing. The yeah. total's 41. I mean, that's a low oh, that's total. that's true. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the lowest total on the board by quite a bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's I, that, that number's too high. So that that's number's like, too high. So that's like a, if you do the whole conflation thing, it's like a 26 to 15 kind of game. Between spread and yeah. total. Yeah. I feel about the Jets. I'm going to open it, 10 and a half. It's too many points, but no, I'm not exactly sprinting to the window. No, I, I doubt that's, that'd yeah. be a horrible way to die, getting trampled <laughs> to death by uh, Jets betters. He died sprinting to the window, betting on the New York Jetropolitans. Coming back, more afternoon games into the primetime right here on Guessing Lines. Visa and these sports betting network, a numbers game. Skill Alexander, Chris Andrews is here as well. Jeffrey Parlay, producer number five and eight, the Grover Cleveland of producers. We get tweets at beating the book, Mile High Mike. Gilly, injuries were part of these Steelers' loss for sure, but if you watch that game, Coach Tomlin was a huge factor. Terrible decisions. I cited one of them, as a matter of fact. Yeah. He, you know, th- there's a big part of me that loves Tomlin and another part that just has me shaking my head occasionally, and that yesterday was one of those days. Cody, Denver's win total on uh, at DraftKings, now under 10.5 plus 105. Hmm. Trip Tepper. Look at the scheduling edge the Broncos have now. 15 games remaining and nine of them at home. Broncos still have a big home field advantage in Denver with the highest 
altitude venue. I'll yeah. go elevation, by the way. But that's a whole other debate. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come here for that. Uh, Jeffrey, we have an update on a couple things. One, uh, what was the first one? Not the Cully thing. No, well, they're both from David Cully. Oh, okay. What was the first? Uh, Deshaun Watson will not play on Thursday. Ah, there so it is. So that, that okay. we know. Uh, Jeff Triscoll will be the backup to Davis Mills, it looks like, uh, oh, based wow. off of what uh, what Cully said this morning. Uh, Driscoll currently on the practice squad, uh, likely to be elevated before that game on Thursday. Darnold, Mills, Thursday night football. Exactly like we all expected. And also, David Cully admits he made the wrong call on the uh, on the declining the third down penalty and then promptly punting. So, bravo to David Cully. What, what did he say after that? If I had to do it again, I would have taken the penalty. That's not the Which point. Is still, again, <laughs> That's not the, not point. the point. And run the ball and then punt it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it's like he missed it. Again, the third and 15, they get 14 yards to the 49-yard line. The Browns lined up offside. So his options are fourth and one or third and 10. He declines the penalty and punts. That's the point. If you, dec- if you decline it, go for it then on fourth and one. Why else would you be declining it? Ah, uh, now he's saying I would have I would have taken it and been third and ten. Oh, for God's oh, sake! Oh my God! All right, two more afternoon games. What do you got here? We're into the uh, national window, so four twenty-five Eastern, and this is a great one yes, at SoFi. Tampa at the L.A. Rams. Ooh, game of the year thus far. Both teams two and zero. Tampa has won nine straight games while scoring thirty plus points. It's an NFL record dating back to last year. The only two other teams to do that, Chris. The 2007 and 2010 Patriots, who had won eight straight while scoring 30-plus points, guess who their quarterback was? (laughs) Jacoby Brissett. (laughs) Incorrect. Two pick sixes from Mike Edwards, by the way, in the fourth quarter against the Falcons yesterday. That was the the ultimate Matty Ice, we-will-not-cover sequence. Tom Brady, 24 of 36 for 276. Five touchdown passes, zero picks. Three times sacked. Mike Evans, five for 75, two touchdowns. Chris Godwin, four, four for 62 and a touchdown. Gronk, four for 39 and two touchdowns. Uh, anything negative on Tampa Bay? Sure. Nine penalties for 83 yards. But they were plus two in turnovers. And then the Rams, as we talked about, beating the Colts 27 to 24, but not covering. No. Sean McVay was 38 and 0 straight up when leading at the half. They were up 10 to 6. Now he's 39 and 0. 39 and 0 when leading at the half. Sean McVay straight up. Pretty, pretty good. Nick Scott, by the way, if he doesn't slide over far enough in punt formation with the Rams punting out of their end zone, then perhaps it's different. Snaps, the snap hits him, touchdown Indy. But as we mentioned earlier, Indy had the two first and goals in the first half, yeah. where they didn't capitalize, so it's kind of both teams missing opportunities. Matt Stafford, 19 of 30 for 278, two touchdowns, one pick, sacked once. Cooper Cup becoming the man. Nine catches for 163 and two touchdowns after having a great yak game in week one against the Bears on Sunday night. So Tampa's at the Rams. Uh, there's going to be a Brady factor here to the spread. I'm going to split the difference between a pick and a three. I'll say Rams minus one and a half. Nope. It's uh, I see pick and e- each side one. Um, hmm. My power ratings, just pure numbers, have the Rams a half a point favorite. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> tough to bang that number. But I'm an open pick and go from there. Not, uh, a, not a terrible guess, but okay. No, I but you know, like I said, who knows where this thing winds up. Like I said, I see both sides won, but there is a Brady factor that uh you know, guys love betting on them and why wouldn't you? 
Um, but you know, we'll we'll still have to see. And uh, I think Pick's a great place to start. Let's see where it takes us from there. But this should be one hell of a game. Um, Who's the MVP of the league through two weeks, minus the Detroit Green Bay game tonight? Brady. Uh, who's playing better than Brady right now? I don't know. Who's playing better than him? I'd, I'd have to go look. 44 years old. Remember when George, George Blanda retired, I think, at 46? He looked like he was 68. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 That's just not me as a kid seeing it. Yeah. He, he genuinely looked like he was 68 years well, old. Well, cigarettes and bourbon will kind of do yeah. that to you. Gray hair, <laughs> lamb chop sideburns. 44. Yeah. All right. What's next? Last afternoon game. Seahawks at Vikings. All right, Seahawks, we mentioned lose to the Titans. Titans score the last 17 points of that ball game. Titans win it 33 to 30. So the Seahawks lose. It is the first, first of all, it's the only NFC West team with a loss this season. Everybody else in that division is 2 and 0. Seahawks are 1 and 1. It's the first home opener ever lost under Pete Carroll. He's now 11 to 1 as the mm-hmm. Seahawks coach home openers. So there's that. But Russell Wilson 22 of 31 for 343. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times, three carries for 16 yards. Wilson this season, I just talked about Tom Brady being MVP. Russell Wilson through two weeks, 597 yards passing, six touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. If we were voting for MVP, they'd see him one and one, though. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, they that, would. That would be the... And remember, well, how many weeks into the season last week, last year, where he was clearly the MVP? Yeah, like probably eight. Yeah, and then Pete Carroll said, hey, you're not going to be the MVP because we're going to run the football, buddy. I had a eavesdrop in that meeting. Carson, Chris Carson. And probably a ticket on Russell Wilson. <laughs> 13 <laughs> 30. my hunch. <laughs> Chris Carson with 13 carries, 31 yards, two touchdowns. Lockett. How good is Lockett? Eight catches for 178 and a touchdown. Freddie Swain. Five catches for 95 and a touchdown. One huge, long touchdown pass to Lockett. One huge, long one to Swain. They did have 10 penalties for 100 yards. And as I mentioned with the Titans, uh, when we're going over the Titans game, Seattle was out time of possession 42-33 to 22-42. Much of that is meaningless because of those two long touchdown passes, but not entirely because Derrick Henry did get the best of them. And then there's Minnesota. Minnesota's 0-2. Two plays go different. They're 2-0. This is the National Football League. That, the Vikings are the poster child for what we're talking about here, how tough this is. They get the, uh, the Dalvin Cook fumble last week in overtime against Cincinnati where they were knocking at the door of victory. And then yesterday, Greg Joseph misses a 37-yarder with no time left. And he'd been kicking phenomenally well. Sent the game last week in overtime with a 52-yarder, even after getting iced on the first one that went through. He had 50-plus he had earlier in this game. But this is, this is Mike Zimmer and his staff elect to let the clock roll for 35 seconds to set up the 37-yarder. You want to run another play? By the way, Mike McCarthy coming up later says, hold my beer. We'll get to that. Cousins 22 of 32 for 244. Three touchdowns, no picks, sacked once. Two carries, 35 yards. Dalvin Cook 13 for 96 in the first half. Finished 22 for 131. Uh, and the Vikings were plus two in turnovers and still managed to lose to the Cardinals by a point. Again, that Matt Prater 62-yarder at the end of regulation, coupled with the 37-yard miss from Joseph at the end, the difference in that game. Uh, this is a pick This one I have is a pick Seattle and Minnesota. Uh, my, my power ratings come to pick. I see it as high as Seattle one and a half. Uh, 
So I'm going to open one. Uh, like I said, my number's come to pick. I would have been fine opening pick, but I see one and a half. I might as well let them lay me the one rather than laying the pick. So, in favor of Seattle? In favor of Seattle, yeah. yeah. Gil, before we move on, can we have a couple of quick updates here? Please. Uh, the Ra- the, they are posting the Raven number now. I see the Ravens anywhere, almost a blanket nine, although Circa opened nine and a half. So nine is a good number. I think I told you my power ratings come to eight and a half. And the other one on the... Raiders game, they are they've taken anything over four and a half. It's really four. I even see a three and a half. Uh, it's really four now, which I said that's what my power ratings came to four. So I'm going to amend my opener there. I am going to open the Raiders four, and uh, and I am going to open the Raiders nine, uh, the Ravens nine. And my Ravens guess at Detroit again, sight unseen with Detroit tonight. My Ravens guess was ten, and my Raiders guess was. Four and a half against yeah. Miami. You're saying it's four. You're it's four. four. I'm going to open four. And that's what my power raised where I kind of had a little fudging in there because it's the Raiders. I'm just trying to think. So now before we get to the primetime games, which we'll get to after the break, the, the games I like the best were the Chargers getting all those points against um, the Chiefs. Six, you said? That's too many. Six and a half. Six and a half. Come on. Give me the Chargers. And then the other one was that was the one earlier on the show where I thought that that spread wasn't high enough, Arizona at, who's Arizona at again? Jags. Jackson. Jags. Yeah, I didn't think that was high enough. What are you posting on that? Seven and a half. Yeah, I had ten and a half. I was way over Yeah, there's that. a lot of sevens out there. How is that low? Oh, okay. Those are the two for, so far. We got primetime games to get to, including Mike McCarthy making Mike Zimmer's gaff look like just a tea party. Coming back, numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Make this football betting season your best ever with the VSIN experts. Get daily email updates, 24 7 video streaming, plus exclusive data on vsin.com. We deliver everything you need to succeed, whether you're playing contests, futures, or betting against the spread. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe and get our all access package for less than $22 a month. Betting on baseball this summer? Step up your game with complete data and analysis on vcin.com. Our experts track all the games on the schedule, and we have in-depth data on every matchup, including team trends, latest line moves, pitcher stats, and umpire impacts. Whether you're looking to bet the run line, team totals, or first five inning winners, vcin.com slash MLB is the only source you need. Increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of all your baseball bets this summer at vcin.com slash MLB. So in those days, excuse me, everything centered around your little hometown, but you had your little confection, confectionery place where you used to go, like, you know, the movie, The Sting, when they walked in the back and whatever, every town had one of those. There's a place called... Uh, the Comet News in Braddock, Pennsylvania, just 10 miles from where I grew up. And Joe Naguera, the Greek there, had uh, this, like I said, you could buy the Post-Gazette out front and bet two-team parlay in the back. So I always stop by there when I go back. The building is still there. And I walked in last summer, and uh, there was a young lady there selling magazines and whatever, and I looked towards the back, and there was a door, and I said, can I? And before I got to rest, she says, she says, it's been closed for 35 years, but I'm going to let you go in and see it. She gave me the key, opened it up, 
and there I was, holy smoke, this is 60 years earlier, 50 years earlier. Uh, there was a little trellis where the guy used to walk up and put the chalkboard there. There were seats there. There were guys playing shorts card there, short cards there. There was uh, all that stuff. And I just felt like uh, that was my high. And I just continued it. If you didn't catch Beeson last week, here's some of what you missed. Because it was, what, 22 to 10. What, Chiefs actually had the ball late second quarter. We're getting it at halftime, if I recall correctly. So they could have, like, as Michael Lombardi calls it, uh, could have dominated. Not really. But they could have scored twice back-to-back -back possessions in that middle eight. And then they had that long drive, by the way. That's The Browns did a great job containing that Chiefs offense for most of that game until they just, once they start to snap man and break, get out of the way because the, the dam's going to snap right there, too. So, but that, that, the Browns defense was really good. There was, like, an eight-minute drive, I think, for the Chiefs to begin the second half. But if they play again in the playoffs, this Chiefs defense, they are vulnerable, man. And that's why with that offensive line with Cleveland, with their backs, they can go mm -hmm. chub, they can go hunt. And the way that they, that Stefanski has already figured this out going back to last year, to use both those guys, and it can be chub, chub, chub for a lot of it. And then they just sprinkle in a little bit of hunt here. And it's it's a great combination. And then, like you said, Mayfield looked really good yesterday. They, they are, they can beat them. They can go into Arrowhead in January and have the lead again late in the fourth quarter like they did yesterday. Mm -hmm. And if you encounter bad weather, you think the Chiefs would get some would bad agree. weather if they have home yeah. field. And that yeah. would that's a better situation for the Browns with their great running game. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just, I mean, they, these kickers and punters, I mean, you have one job. Come on. Perfect snap. He drops it, Butterfingers. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews is here, Jeff Parlay. Uh, we thought uh, David Cully would win the uh, comedic press conference award of the morning, but apparently not. What do you got? Okay, we, we go to Chicago, who, uh, of course, Andy Dalton suffered what we thought may have been an ACL tear. According to Matt Nagy, it is not an ACL tear. They're still running more tests, but it seems that the ACL is not torn. But this exchange happened while uh, this discussion was going on. A reporter in Chicago asked uh, Matt Nagy, is Andy still your starter if he's healthy? Matt Nagy comes back with, that's something I'm not going to get into with scheme. Reporter says, that's not scheme. Matt Nagy comes back with, yes, it is. <laughs> what are you supposed to say to that? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. If <laughs> you say so, coach. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, okay, you wanted to mention, because we, we haven't mentioned this, yeah. that you and Jeff Fogel uh, sends it to me every week, just in case yeah. I mean, it's really good. You do this piece every week. It, it, we do four pieces, actually. So yeah. we, we analyze, you know, the betting uh, you know, trends, betting trends, not, you know, that other crap. Right. On the Thursday night game, then we put one out for Saturday's college football, the major games, and we do one for Sunday, every single NFL game. Then we have another one out for the Monday night game, too. So four that you'll find on VEASAN. And, uh, you do it I'm, for college football as well. We do it for college football as well. Like I said, the major games we pick. So it's really just about w which way the action is going. Yeah, the, and... the, yeah we analyze the action. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not giving you home teams. or uh, No, 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 but no, no. what I find interesting about it, because, it, 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 yeah, when you say it just like that, it makes it sound like it's a dull article. It's not. It's fascinating the way that you say, oh, you were surprised to see this. Mm -hmm. Typically, you'll get this. Um, it, it's just, it's a fascinating window into betters' well, actions. What, what kind of prompted it, I got tired of guys asking me, well, who are the wise guys on? Well, what number? 
Right. What number? You know, right. they're laying three, taking four. And I always made the joke, there's no wise guy union. I mean, you know, there's <laughs> there's some guys out there with a lot of money that Wait. like the favorite and another outfit with a lot of money that like the dog. You know, so what number are we talking about? That's what Jimmy Hoffa fought for all these years. <laughs> and Bobby Kennedy uh, <laughs> was doing push-up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and where is this available? It's available at VEASAN. So VEASAN.com. At the Point Spread Weekly. Oh, Point yeah. Spread Weekly. Yeah. Okay. I think it's on VEASAN.com, too. We need a ruling. Point Spread Weekly or VEASAN.com? Beeson.com. Thank you, Thank, Thank you, Jeff Farley. All right. But anyway, I think it's uh, really valuable for uh, players out there to understand, you know, how the, how the betters are thinking and how we got to whatever number we're at. Okay. Stay tuned for later guessing lines when Christy updates on his latest book. Updates on, updates us on, rather, on his latest book. That's later. Okay. Sunday night. Packers at 49ers. Packers sight unseen. Packers, again, double-digit favorites tonight uh, against the Lions. Packers, do me a favor. Win this game for survivor purposes. Thank you very much. Packers are at the Niners. Was that what you said? So Packers, we don't know because we haven't seen them play yet. They played tonight. San Francisco yesterday beats the Eagles. Another one of these sort of injury report games where it goes against, you know, the injury report information. Niners were banged up. Garoppolo, Jimmy G, 22 of 30 for 187. One touchdown, no picks. Wasn't sacked. 11 carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. The fleet afoot Jimmy G. With a touchdown on the ground. Debo Samuel, six catches, 93 yards. Um, up seven to three, the Niners had a 16 play, 92 yard drive that featured eight first downs, capped by a Jimmy G one yard touchdown in that win over the Eagles. They beat the Eagles 17 to 11, covering the two and a half point number. Again, the theme, the biggest betting theme of the week for me, again, if you missed it at the top of the show, is the fact that the injury reports, which we go through game by game on primetime action on MSG Plus with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin Friday night, all that injury intel, when it came down, oh, my God, the Ravens are decimated. Oh, my God, the Vikings are have a bad, you know, Ra- Raiders. There were so many teams. They all went the other way. They all went the other way. And again, I'll repeat, that's an aberration. It's got to be an aberration. It it's a total aberration. 90% of the time, that's the intel you need. Um, or the thoroughness you need. I'll say San Francisco minus four and a half against sight unseen with Green Bay. Wow. Uh, it's four. I see one, three and a half. I personally think that's a huge overreaction. My numbers come to two and a half oh. on the four. I, you know, I have, you know, let's not go crazy downgrading Green Bay after one game. You know, I know they looked horrible, but it's one game. I, I you know, geez, I think uh, somebody mentioned. Uh, Tampa Bay last year lost to New Orleans like 38-3 or something like that, and we thought, well, there goes, there goes Tommy's Super Bowl hopes. Yeah. You know, to, uh, no, I think this is an overreaction. I think that's way too high of a number. Uh, I am, gonna, I see one three and a half out there, and that's what I'm going to open is three and a half. But I, there's plenty of fours, so the number's probably closer to yours. But like I said my numbers come to two and a half. I, you know, and you talk about a non-home field advantage. Yeah. Hello, San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Levi, uh, is it still called Levi Stadium? Is that what it's still called? I think it is. It is, uh, it is a beautiful stadium, yeah. but it is also an antiseptic stadium. Yeah, I, I don't see any home field advantage yeah. here. I mean, I, I still give them two points. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm giving them that. But I think oh, this that's, is that's too a, high. Then that's a Sunday night game. The traffic on the 101 going to that game. The right traffic after in work. the Bay Area? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on a Sunday night? Oh, no, it's not a work day, though. But it is Sunday night. If it was Monday night, it'd be a thing. But still, who wants that traffic? All right, uh, Monday night, what do you got? Well, you get your fun. Eagles at Cowboys. Oh, NFC East. Two one-and-one teams. By the way, the entire NFC East one-and-one, except for the Giants, who are 0-2. By the way, I disagree with you with scheme. 
Just want to point that out. Not the game. Yes, it is. Philadelphia cut it from eight to six uh, with a two-point conversion with just over two minutes left. Oh, with just over four minutes left in this game. Oh, I want, I've made this note. Keep in mind, the Eagles were down 14 points in this game. They scored to make it 17 to nine. And instead of getting the extra point, they did the analytics thing and went for two and made it 17 to 11. Didn't end up resulting in victory, but I just wanted to point out that they did that, which again makes people's heads explode. But it is the correct mathematical thing to do. Hurts, only 12 completions, 12 of 23 for 190. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. 10 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Quez Watkins, two catches for 117. So 91, by the way, 91-yard touchdown pass to Watkins. Oh, no, he didn't score the touchdown. He fell short. But 91 of of Hurts' 190 throwing yards were on that one pass. And then there's Dallas. We talked about them beating the uh, Chargers in a game where they did not, where they were outplayed, quite frankly. Dak was 23 of 27 only four incompletions for 237 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Pollard, 13 for 109 and a touchdown. Zeke, 16 for 71 and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb, 8 of 81 through the air. Uh, this, though, game ended on a 56-yard game winner with no time left on the clock by Greg Zerline. Greg the leg completely bailing out Mike McCarthy, who let the clock bleed from 28 seconds down to four seconds because you just got to kick a 56-yarder when you get a chance. Yeah, and he said, well, we were in field goal position. Really? <laughs> Dak Prescott was 5 of 5 for 35 yards on that game-winning drive. But here's McCarthy on the on the bleeding of the clock down to four seconds. Quote, I've never had a clock go off the board on me like that. The second down, we were trying to chip away and just get a shorter field goal, so we were going to attempt a third down play, then kick it on fourth, he insisted. Uh, the clock, he insisted the clock he was watching powered off because as John Goulet pointed out off air, there's only one clock in that whole stadium. <laughs> McCarthy. He said that uh, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore couldn't see a clock because it was blocked by a camera guy. Ahead to an un- uh, unanticipated personnel change, Pollard, it seems, trotted toward the sideline after the play before being redirected back on, and the Cowboys simply didn't capitalize on the one or two plays the clock seemed to allow for. McCarthy said it was a, quote, substitution communication. We were communicating with the box. We didn't have the personnel set for the third down call. Once you get below 17 seconds, it's a threshold, and you just let it run out and take the kick. 17 seconds is the threshold. What? This is the, this is the dumbest league I've ever fought. What are they doing? Anyway, uh, I didn't guess anything. Dallas minus three and a half. Oh, you're right on. It's three and a half. My power ratings come a little higher, but uh, boy, we, we talk about you don't need an IQ test to, uh, you don't have to pass an oh IQ test. Mike McCarthy, exhibit A, right there. God I mean, bless. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers saved him uh, about 10 years out of that, whatever his career was up in Green Bay. I think I'm going to open three and a half. I just don't want to fool with it. But my power ratings do come higher. But, boy, I just tell you. I, I mean, but the Eagles, they don't look that good. But I, th- I do like Sirianni. I think the guy, he's there's a smart kid right there. And I think he's going to get the most out of Jalen Hurts. Eventually. Didn't happen yesterday. All right. So, first reaction. I like the Chargers and the Cardinals best next week. You, if you were betting? If I was out there betting, I got, uh, I like the Texans. I like the Cardinals. I like the Chargers. I like the New York football Jets. Yeah, I just can't. I, I like them, too, by that number. That number's too big. Can't that number's do it. too big. Thank you, Chrissy. I appreciate it, as always. Oh, my pleasure. My Guessing pleasure. lines. We'll put it in podcast form if you missed any part of this. The Beating the Book feed. Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi. Next, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 